And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. What's up, hustlers? Welcome back. Andrew Morgan's here, founder of Marknology, covering all things e-commerce, entrepreneurship, today even a little real estate. It's going to be awesome. I want to tie, tie in our stories. Um, both me and my guest today you know, have e-commerce background and Airbnb background, uh, or short-term rental, I guess I should say. So we're going to get into some of the similarities there and really get to share a fun story with you. Today, we're talking about a new retail concept um, focused around short-term rentals. But before we get started, Today's episode of Startup Hustle is sponsored by Canva, where you go to collaborate and create amazing graphic design for free, whether it's a presentation to share an idea, a video to launch your business, or a social post to start a conversation. With Canva, you can design anything. Discover the magic of visual communication, how Canva helps you create a lasting impact today. Visit canva.com to learn more. Thankful for our sponsors. They really help us promote the show and help us do everything that we do. We try to bring all of our content for free to everyone um, and really just drop as much value and con and knowledge as we can but without further ado mark hostofsky nailed it something like that <laughs> welcome to the show thanks good to be here yeah i'm super excited we were getting uh just to know each other a little bit before the show and it was just like wow similarity 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 he even has a great beard uh so you know i feel <laughs> like not we're quite just... as nice as yours but I'm, I'm working on it well we're gonna get along are you calling in from the uk no, I'm in, calling in from Northern Vermont, actually. Northern Vermont. Okay, I love yeah, it. You yeah. look like a, a guy from Vermont, at least visually. Yeah, so you're blending Kingdom. in, you're fitting in. I've settled in, yeah. I've, I've, I've added quite a few flannels to the uh, closet. No, I love it. I honestly have just had a lot of e-commerce guests coming out of out of uh, the EU lately. Um, so wouldn't be surprised. I wanted to thank you if you were staying up extra late for us um, to be able to do the show. <laughs> I do appreciate that. But um Let's talk. Let's get started getting to know you a little bit and, and getting uh, our listeners to know you a little bit. Um, you started in e-commerce, but does it start before that? When did you know you're going to be an entrepreneur or that like entrepreneurship was for you? Oh, that's a good question. I I've always admired uh, entrepreneurs like I love, you know, how I built this was like fuel for me. I love listening. I love Canvas episode. Dog. Have you listened to that one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah that on how awesome. I built this, it was a great, it was a great one. Yeah. I just love, um, I love these stories of people, you know, these incredible stories of people overcoming yeah. adversity and building something. So I, I, I always loved it. I don't know if I ever thought I had what it took to be honest. I like, it was always aspirational for me. Um, and I had started a few businesses like when I was, you know, I sold, I was like a decent, <laughs> I was decent at drawing when I was a kid. And so I remember yeah. selling like pictures for like 35, 50 cents. Hustling, you know, um, hustling. Yeah. Well, and I enjoyed that. I didn't know I was going to be an entrepreneur either. Kind of just like yeah. fell into it. It was more like solving a problem. And then I guess I was like, okay, I got a business. I didn't even know how to spell the word, much less pronounce it probably. Um, but no, so, okay, let's talk about just like, you know, 
coming up? Like, did you, were you just going to be a businessman? Like, what was your, what was your goals, I guess, initially, or where, where'd you find yourself? Yeah. So I grew up outside of Boston in a town okay. called uh, Medfield. Uh, nice town. My mom's a teacher. My dad works for the state. He's a sign language interpreter. I'm a coach, okay, actually. So I don't know okay. if you seen the movie, but uh, my mom's deaf. My mom and my sister are both deaf. So I, okay. I know sign language. Um, that was a big That's part super of my, cool. my life. Um, I don't my best think friend's I really mom, knew. My, be, my best friend's mom signs at school. So, oh, really? We, yeah, he's my first friend in America. Uh, we've been best friends ever since. And his mom, you know, so I, I've been over there a lot. And she'd have kids over and things like that. So it wasn't something in my family, but I did grow up. You got um, exposure to it. Yeah. yeah, I did. Yeah, it's an incredible language. It's like, I love it. Um, but yeah, growing up, I, I, I didn't really know. I think what I what I wanted to do. My parents were like anti-business, you know, like okay. they weren't, my, my mom was a teacher. My dad, again, worked for the state he, of Massachusetts. He was an interpreter. And so I remember like when I was going to college, you know, I, my dad's like, you don't want to go, you know, you don't want to go be in business because they have these perspective of businessmen, like or business people, you know, they're greedy and it's like cutthroat. Um, well, I do I think I, I heard this recently, just to add a couple cents to that. Like I heard this recently that, um, you know, our parents feel that way because uh, big business at the time, there was very few businesses that were getting seen or marketed from radio to TV, like you just heard from the very big corps. Yeah. And and those corporations like blanketed everything else and they were corrupt. And so it was easy to draw. And I'm, I'm simplifying a very complex thing, right? But it was very easy to draw a straight line to like money is evil uh, because yeah. there wasn't, you know, a lot of press outside of that or, or what they seemed to know. And they were selling you know, they were selling stuff that was a hoax. And so it just became like, don't get sold to and money is the root of all evil. My parents, I grew up a missionary kid, my parents taught English overseas. So yeah. uh, till I was 16. So very much knew that and had to even thinking about business wasn't my thing. I did music for free, almost, you know, it was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, money doesn't matter. I don't need money to be happy. And even now in my 30s, I deal with, um, you know, believing that those things are for me at times. So yeah. very much like that's why business wasn't something I ever thought of. I was always cause based. Um, and that's why I love building businesses and helping others is I think it, it kind of mirrors those two. I think we're going to get into that. So I'm setting you up on a t-ball there. <laughs> uh, no, but no, I, I get it. And like having parents like that, I think a lot of us can relate to that just being like, you know, um, money isn't everything. Yeah. And then I, I think for me, I got to college. I love economics. Like it was just so interesting to me, like, you know, really understanding like productivity and value creation and where supply meets demand. And so that sort of like got me, you know, I was like, this is cool. This is interesting, like how this whole system works. And then uh, fresh out of college, I took like a sales job, basically, you know, I was basically cold calling um, and learned to appreciate sales and like, you know, getting the, getting people to say yes, you know, that win, that thrill, loved that you know, turning a no into a yes. Someone's like, I don't yeah. know if I, this is for me and being like, well, like that was such an adrenaline rush. And then obviously, you know, <laughs> eventually if you're good at sales, you're in a sales job and you're commission-based, like you end up making a good amount of money. So like, yep. I remember when I was like the year I turned 25, I remember I was like, wow, shit, I'm making like more money, significantly more than both my parents combined, <laughs> you know? Um, and it was a weird feeling for me because I was, I didn't really feel like, you know, my parents work really hard. And I was like, it felt weird. I was like, it's, yep. it's like this easy to make 
this much money, but, but I definitely started to fall in love with sales. And I think as a result business, I then, uh, I had this job at a company called CEB now actually purchased by Gartner. Now that's where I was in my sales job. I was selling research to banks basically. And, uh, and a friend of mine had reached out and said, Hey, I just joined this company called jet.com. They're looking for salespeople. You'd be interested. And I was like, uh, probably not, you know, like I'm doing pretty well here. Like, were you still in Boston? No, at this point I was in Washington, DC. Okay. I'd gone down there for work and then, uh, jet was in Hoboken, New Jersey. Um, and so I was like, ah, I'm not really interested, but I, but I loved entrepreneurship. And so I was like, it was like, I got to interview with, uh, chief revenue officer, Scott Hilton and a lot of, I was like, I'll go, I want to like, you know, I want to talk to these people. And I walked into like an LPQ in New York. I was there meeting with like banks, I think as part of my day job. And I went, uh, and I met down, I sat down, talked to the team at Jet and, you know, basically they were like, yeah, Amazon's great. Amazon's an incredible company, but Amazon's entire ecosystem is designed around getting you one package as quickly as possible. And that's expensive. There's no way around it. Shipping one-off items, getting them to you quickly. It's expensive. And like, and if you were to build a different type of ecosystem that was really optimized around getting people to order three, four, five, six, seven items, you know, and you, you rewarded them if they waited three to five days, you know, you pay, you, you, they saved even more. You're like, you could build something really, really big. And suddenly you have this pretty significant cost advantage over the biggest player in the industry. And, you know, it's like on, and I'm like paraphrasing, but just this like fascinating concept and i was mm-hmm. there for 30 minutes flew by like before i knew it i was like shit i gotta like get to this meeting um and i remember walking away and being like how could i possibly Same. go back to selling research <laughs> to banks when i know there's this awesome company that's like working on something big and they're go you know they're going after it and yeah that was that was it's looking it. backwards versus looking forward just by just by default of the job, right? One is like yeah. research and data and, you know, you're pulling that together and saying, look what's happened in the past, you know, um, and the other one is like innovation and creation and growth. And it just feels like a difference in positive versus negative, you know, regardless. Yeah. Um, I like leave, I like leaning into that positive side regardless. You, you know, there's money to be made on both sides. Sure. But if I have to choose one. It's like, I like thinking about growth and innovation. And, and honestly, I'd never heard that from Jet before, as far as like, that was kind of their value or their offer prop. Um, I remember it being a new marketplace. I remember like, you know, submitting brands to be launched. And we were, we were applying those techniques on Amazon for brands. Like, you know, that's what we do as far as like marketology and my company, never trying to sell it that much. But like we, you know, it's, it was working with brands to be like, we're going to need a three or four pack you know, of items. And it was like kidding yeah. items and creating combos in order to get any kind of profitability. And so instead yeah, of three or four picks, right? yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Those are the things we do to get profitable. Um, so for Jet to offer that as like, that was the brains around what they were doing, uh, for lack of a better word. Um, that's pretty cool. I didn't yeah. know that. And that's when, you know, going back to the first question you asked, that's when I saw, you know, incredible operators like, Mark Laurie, like Scott Hilton, like Liza Landsman, who are all who are all now doing other crazy things, like seeing them run the show and get stuff done, um, was what really inspired me to want to be 
an entrepreneur and just seeing, you know, when you're part of a journey where you see a company that doesn't exist yet, you know, I joined pre-launch and then seeing it go from that to doing 80 million in revenue or GMV with, within a 10 month period, like, you know, I, I didn't even know that was like possible, but when you're inside it and you see it happen, you're like, wow. That was awesome. Um, and that was when I think when I went from being just like an entrepreneur, like an aspiring entrepreneur, where I was like, oh, this would be so cool if I could run my own business to sort of like, like, I think I can, I think I have what it takes. I think I can do this on my own. And so yeah. when I had the idea from Minoan, it sort of gave me that confidence. I was like, I, I, I know how to like set things up. I know how to grow. I know how to manage the business. I know how to manage a team. You know, I know how to pitch. I know how to sell. And uh, yeah. I think knowing how to sell is like the number one skill. Like oh, because yeah. you can have an amazing offering or an amazing product. And uh, if you don't know how to sell it, you know, you're dead in the water. So yeah, I was a bartender. Um, I don't, you know, I'm, I don't love selling stuff. I'm more like a passive seller. Like I'd just rather show you my stuff's really good and yeah. it works, you know, kind of person. And then here's three case studies. I already did it. Like you should get on board, you know, versus yeah. like the knock on doors and tell them they need Christ kind of thing, you know, uh, <laughs> I mean, it works. Both of them work, you Both know, work, but, yeah. but I do think like selling or, or being able to at least get out there and say, Hey, I have something great. And I, and I give me two minutes and let me sell it to you. Like that's a skill um, that every entrepreneur has. And I'm glad that you, uh, you sought out that answer for, you know, kind of where you got the bug or where you first thought like that could be a thing. Um, I think making mental notes of those big moments in general, like, you know, as Minoan continues to grow, whatever, at least I, um, I found so much value in being able to look back and being like, that was that moment that was, uh, you know, or maybe you meet, you get that one employee or that partner, or that team member that like changes everything. And, you know, you get yeah. them on your team and you're like, that's when we just launched. Okay. So we haven't talked about Minoan yet, but you, you're part of the jet team. You, they scale to 80 million in 10, nine, 10 months. Um, what, where do we go from there? Yeah, so the founders uh, sold that business to Walmart in August of 2016 for 3.3 billion. So I, how long were they a business? <laughs> that was man, like ten months, I think, like total. a year. Yeah, total. That's I mean, insane. Live, live. So there's there's a year ahead of that. I think April 2014 is when Mark, like, it was like napkin day. I think that was when Mark had the idea for Jet on like a napkin. So. That's when the idea originated. But then, you know, within a year of that, there are already like 50 of us. Um, and then three months after that, I think we launched. Yeah. And then like a year after that, the business was sold to Walmart. It happened cool. very quickly. <laughs> well, we sell, we, we sell brands on Walmart. So I guess essentially I'm on the Jet platform now. Yeah, actually. yeah. Uh, yeah, you are. <laughs> Walmart was dead in the water until they bought Jet. So, you know, I had tried Walmart and, you know, something you notice and we're going to talk about as we talk and get into Minoan, but is, um, you know, the different marketplaces, how they're making decisions on what to have in retail. Uh, it's just changing so much that that, you know, Walmart.com, um, Amazon.com, these Home Depot.com, for example, are becoming these marketplaces are becoming the place where the buyers go to look to say, Hey, what products are selling? Well, these are what we want to keep in the store. And, you know, just, it's just a crazy time watching it all change and, and, um, you know, how brands are adapting to keep it authentic, to keep it real, to keep it like, you know, personalized. Um, 
So boom, boom, you're there. Then you're, you're like part of something absolutely amazing. I'm honestly even just trying to wrap my head around a startup that goes to 80 million in 10 months as someone has, you know, bootstrapped and built my own business. And it's felt like it's taken a lifetime almost. You yeah, get here. Yeah. Well, Jet was not bootstrapped. They raised a ridiculous, you know, a lot of money. So it's, it's, it's an it's incredible different. feat, but uh, yeah, it's certainly easier if you're, if you have a few hundred million, uh, behind you but but what a yeah, lesson what not not even a lesson what an experience for you to be a part of that not really the one pulling the strings but like you said you know getting the confidence of seeing these great people around you inspiration be like doing it and being like i want to take a swing at that um okay so jet sells to yeah, walmart I, you don't stay with them now well jet as part of the deal <laughs> uh, you know a lot of jet people moved over to the walmart uh, side of it. I mean, it's one of the reasons Walmart bought Jet is because there's uh, incredible talent uh, mm -hmm. there. I mean, that was like also inspiring for me to just be surrounded by so many smart people doing all sorts of stuff. The best engineers, the best marketers, best salespeople, um, best product managers, best accountants. So, um, but that was part of the reason Walmart bought Jet. They wanted all those people, and so I I took over um, a pretty large P and L at Walmart. It's about four hundred million dollar P and L. Uh, Walmart was moving towards omni-channel ownership. So historically, like the e-commerce team was managed separately from the stores team. They were moving towards, you know, can we get centralized ownership and, um, you know, have someone manage both sides of that. So I obviously spent a ton of time managing the e-commerce side, but I also spent a lot of time in Bentonville uh, working with the stores team, doing walkthroughs, looking at the mod. Uh, I even did a trip to Shanghai basically for walkthrough, cool. look at all the manufacturers and, and stuff there. And, um, yeah, I just had this moment where I was kind of comparing like the experience we got to have with the products as the buyers versus like what our customers actually experience. And so like as a buyer, like you're having these very rich interactions with these products. So when we were getting fitness equipment, like we're getting samples and then we're testing it for functionality, durability, programming, is it comfortable? How much space does it take up? Like really putting these things through the ringer. And you know, you're like, yeah, this is great. This our customers are gonna love this. Let's bring it into inventory. But then by the time your customers are experiencing that product, like that very rich interaction that the buyer has, now that's distilled down to basically images and copy. So it's either images and copy on the e-commerce side, where you're scrolling through images and reading description, or it's images and copy printed on a cardboard box, you know, that's on a shelf. Um, I just couldn't get over that because I felt like it was tough to really communicate what made the product so special. You can do a lot with images and copy, but some things you, you can't do just in images and copy, you know, like, and the, and the clear example is like, you can't really explain how a scented candle smells. <laughs> you know, if you're buying a candle online in particular, you're kind of like, okay, like burnt citrus. I like the sound of that. That could smell good. I think, you know, you just, you have to connect the dots. And so I became really focused on what we now call native retail, which is like, let's just put products in places where people can actually use them. You know, you can hop on the Peloton bike, you can sleep on the mattress, you can use the Apple TV, you can use the coffee machine, you can cook with, you know, the pots and the pans and make those environments shoppable, you know, and see what happens. And so um, that's, that's sort of what inspired Minoan, because I was like, well, man, if you're going to make that stuff shoppable, where do you where do you put them? And so the thought was, well, look at all these short term rentals. <laughs> There's a massive short term rental market. 
And think about the moments being created between people and products in those spaces. Let's talk about your your stay at a short term rental and yeah. um, you know your personal experience. I think that that kind of brings it to life there. Yeah. So I was I had uh, there's two things going on. One is I the native retail concept had been floating around in my head for a while, and it's one of those ideas that you know like when it gets in your head. It would get in my head before I'd go to bed and I'd be like, like this idea is amazing. It's sticking with you. You're yeah. Just like, and I'm like checking so my cool. phone. I'm like I can't fall asleep. It's like one in the morning. I'm like putting notes in my phone. Like, How would you solve for this? I was just obsessed with it. I really enjoyed it. Um, but I couldn't figure out like where, how does it come together? And so it wasn't until, you know, my fiance and I, we stayed at a short term rental in upstate New York in the Catskills. Um, basically we, you know, we woke up, I woke up, we looked at each other I was like, we never sleep through the night like that. Like, what is this thing? We ripped the sheets off. We're like, what is this, Serta Simmons? What, what the hell is this mattress? You know, we were looking for tags on on the linens. Um, there's all sorts of stuff that was done really well. We were living in New York City at the time in like a tiny, you know, tiny place. We had like no counter space. And, and this Airbnb was small and they didn't have a lot of counter space, but they did such a good job of like wall mounting the knife set and mounting the appliances. And we're like, man, they have everything here, but... You still have all this counter space. You know, the cutting boards had their own little like spot that they slide into. And yeah, and so we emailed the host. We're like, we we want to buy all this stuff. <laughs> you know, where, where'd you get it? And she sent us a bunch of links. And again, I'd been working in retail. I love retail. I love retail. I'm like retail geek. And so I was looking at it. I was like, wait a minute, these aren't even affiliate links. I'm like, you guys aren't going to make any money on this? Like you have created a moment of inspiration where I now want to buy these products, that is super valuable to these brands. Like you got to make money off that. And they're like, well, you know, we have our hands full running the property. And, you know, it's like, we would love to do that, but it's a lot of work. And, you know, it's just, we don't have the time for that. I was like, well, do you get these requests often? She was like, every week we get people emailing us asking about stuff. And yeah, I just had this epiphany where I was like, it's just so funny. Like brands are spending billions of dollars to drive clicks and ads on Facebook and attention and Google and get attention, you know, the attention economy, right? Those moments last, you know, the Facebook and Google, you're talking about one second. I think the, I think 96% of online digital impressions in ads last less than two seconds, you know? Um, and so I was like, that's how much that market's worth. And yet there are these incredibly rich moments between people and products having in these spaces. And these hosts aren't getting credit for them. And and I mean, there's two things. One, a lot of the hosts I was talking to were buying stuff at full retail. So I was like, wait a minute, you're buying this stuff from Crate and Barrel, full retail, putting it in your property. <laughs> like what? No, no way. Like we got to change this. You're not a customer of Crate and Barrel anymore. You're a marketing partner. And that is a different sort of economic relationship. Yep. And, um, and so what we did is we built a platform that really stems from this core belief that like the moments that happen between people and products in these short-term rentals in any really native environment are incredibly valuable. So if you believe that, you need to also believe that the people who are bringing the products into those spaces should get a really good discount, you know, whatever they're bringing in. And you also should believe that they should make money if guests come in and they fall in love with the cookies that are part of the welcome gift or whatever. I mean, there's... the a uh, uh, one two bedroom Airbnb from scratch has 160 items in it. Like when we're helping them furnish it, there's a ton of stuff in there. So you think about all those engagements that are occurring, it's super valuable. And that's what inspired us to start Manoan. And what we've built basically 
is a platform where hosts can log in. They can buy from nearly 200 brands at steep discounts. So we have Crate and Barrel, we have West Elm, we have Industry West, we have Pottery Barn, we work with Wayfair, Walker Edison, which is a brand that sells a lot on Amazon. And, um, you know, we get really good pricing with them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Caraway, Public Goods, we got everything. I mean, soaps, shampoos, furniture, decor, appliances. And so you can save like 30% basically on the stuff you're already buying. No brainer. For everyone and then you can complaining about supply chain, just real quick, real quick. Everyone oh, yeah. complaining <laughs> about paying too much in supply chain. It's a no brainer to go save 30% and, you know, start. I'm doing this on the supply chain side in my warehouse, um, joining a company similar to Minoan in, in some ways. And that is it's on the um, shipping price side and essentially yeah. aggregating, you know, all of the different um, basically like the numbers from multiple warehouses to get bigger discounts and things like that on rates. And it's like the way that you just have to get creative as costs go, inflation rises, you know, wages raise, um, supply, Amazon raise fees 5% to all my listeners on that side, you know, Airbnb will raise them. You got to figure things out. Um, and, and thinking smarter, like by how can I get group discounts or how can I buy all this stuff? Um, is the way to go. You just said 30% is like a lot, honestly. Uh, yeah. You know, even vets get like what, five or 10%, like with a veteran discount, that's probably as good yeah. as it gets. Well, it's funny. We talked to hosts who were like, yeah, I'm hawking, you know, I'm hawking these websites. <laughs> yeah. Like we, I waited till I got a 15% off code and I was like, what do you 15% off? We get 40% off with them. What are you doing? Like, you know, um, we're really passionate about that. Cause there's a lot of hosts, the short term rental market's an incredible asset class. That's really, yeah. um, like when you look at returns, I know a lot of your, you know, a lot of your listeners are entrepreneurs and hustlers. Like when you look at the returns in that space, it's crazy, you know, and it's attracting right now a lot of institutional money. So you got Marriott's got their home and villas program. You have these big financial institutions that are putting a lot of money. Some, so we have some groups we're talking to that I can't speak to publicly, but like big, big banks who are pouring a lot of money into this market because they're seeing they're basically seeing how profitable if they're run well and managed well, like how much cash these things can generate. Um, oh, it's, it's incredible. And honestly, um, honest, I want to share something. I want to go into the next portion of the show, like as a host, um, you know, yeah. a lot of my listeners know that I have a lot of Airbnbs here in the city. Um, scaling them has been fun. Uh, you know, I've taken a lot of my e-commerce um, strengths over to that. And I think a lot of um, businesses look at short-term rentals because they're ran online and you have so much data and all those things, um, just as attractive as like boutique hotels. Um, but also like e-commerce businesses in some way, um, as well, depending on the market, because you're also just, you know, you're also building, you have a business inside the real estate game as well, which is just like really incredible, you know, and it was, it's a lifeline for a lot of people. Um, you know, whether they're entrepreneurs or not, a lot, you know, Airbnb is also something that can, you can need it and then not need it. Um, so before we get into that, I want to give a reminder that today's episode of Startup Puzzle is sponsored by Canva. With Canva, you can design your ideas with ease, get inspired with over 500,000 free templates and a rich content library that helps you and your team achieve your goals. Sign up and start designing for free at canva.com. Okay. So I want to re- approach this next part is like, I need to know about Manoa and how does it work? like, you know, a host, I'm sitting in uh, a tiny home right now. I have a um, container home in my backyard that has turned into my office more. So my podcast studio used to be an Airbnb pre pandemic. 
Um, so I know what you're talking about when you're talking about that space savings and trying to make the most and hanging your utensils on the wall and just like, you know, making it kind of cool. We label anything. We label everything anyway. While it's a little bit aesthetically, eh, you know, it's also like um, people don't have to ask questions. They know exactly where things are. And like you yeah. can get creative with tags or QR codes or, you know, um, all kinds of things. We've seen it done. And I do go to a lot of Airbnbs as a host market research, right? A lot like yeah. those buyers, so to speak, and just being like, I want to see what some of the best in the industry are doing and um, how can we level up, you know, our game and whether that's like uh, discounts to the local dog park or the dog bar, um, you know, yeah. and coordinating with those for all of our guests or being listed on a Fido, findfido.com, you know, and, and having like a little dog park in our backyards, you know, we're always trying to be creative and, um something like this just sounds absolutely original. So I, I don't say that lightly. I think it sounds awesome. Um, tell me how it works. I'm a host. I'm interested. How how's it work? Yeah. So uh, you'd go to minoanexperience.com. We have a join us flow. So you can apply there. We're, uh, we're moving through, you know, it's not quite, <laughs> there's a pretty bad back, uh, backlog at Jed. I remember ours is not quite as bad, but we're working through uh, reviewing hosts because we're really looking for hosts that are, that um are creating unique sort of like properties you know there's yeah. a whole spectrum there's sort of like crash pads which is a business i mean if you look at like in the hotel industry choice hotels massive hotel company they have uh, comfort in and stuff you know it's low opening price point they have a big business and then there's like the marriott's and hilton's who focus on we're really looking for the airbnbs that are really you know more in that maybe hilton or marriott just like investing into their property thinking about designing nice experiences and higher ADR, you know, they're like, because they're have really nice properties, they're charging, you know, they're, they're charging two, three, 400. And they have guests that might buy extra stuff, right? So, exactly. And so or just let's say they have West Elm instead of Ikea, you yeah. know, as far as like maybe how they're or designing their pieces, places. Exactly. Right? You know, like, you know, most there's sort of, we, when we talk to hosts, we're like, there's certain areas we're spending on certain areas where it's just like, get whatever's cheap, you know, or, Holly is on our team. She's an interior designer. She's like anything where you would eat, sit, or sleep. <laughs> like those areas, like invest. You know, people that that's where you want people to be comfortable. And she's sort of like everything else. You know, if you you want to get stuff from IKEA, that's okay. But really invest in the staple pieces. But um, but yeah, I mean, people couldn't agree are, more. Great advice. Yeah, yeah. People who are, uh, you know, invest. People who are basically on their airbnb they're not trying to compete on like being the ch cheap you know price they're like competing on aesthetic because that's that's really what's important uh to us because we you know if we're gonna put uh make it shoppable and do a co-branded thing we want to make sure it's it's up to nice standards so they can apply on the site uh we usually do a kickoff call or or uh, a demo just to get to get to know people like where are you have you already furnished uh where is it what are you interested in um, if all goes well, then we set them up in the portal, which basically they can log in. There's like 175 brands in there now, all sorts of discounts, tons of brands that you would recognize. Um, question, an yeah. outside the box question. I hope I don't catch you off guard here. But yeah, it's all good. Could a host, um, so I own an apparel brand, let's say. Okay, I also like am very involved in Kansas City. So we do a lot of like trying to buy from our local vendors. Some of it's very high end, right? Just depending on maybe you're getting a big map on the wall or you're getting Kansas City gear or, you know, we've got the KC Monarchs, which is the uh, Negro League's 
original baseball team. You know, we no. just have like cool stuff like that, cool partnerships. Um, could it be something that's maybe even down the road? Let's just talk about it. But like, can you bring those vendors to the table and like make intros oh, and say, hey, would they love to join the program? That's what I'm more passionate about. I mean, I lo- uh, we have great part. I love the Williams-Sonoma folks, Crate and Barrel, but I'm really passionate about sort of like the local, you know, the candle pour in St. Louis, the local crafts people, the people who sell on Etsy, because those are the people who it's like, well, they don't have a ton of money to throw at like Google PLAs or <laughs> to get set up and, but they make great products. They're just having a tough time getting them in front of people. And that's, what's exciting to us. It's like, well, let's get you in front of people in these homes and tell your story in this moment that actually matters. So uh, no, that's really yeah, what cool. comes with that, what comes with that though, is we've learned, you know, we work with people who make like ceramics, all sorts of stuff. It's, it's easier for us certainly to work with like a West, they, you know, they're a machine, they're pumping these things up. You know, sometimes we, we have, you know, we work again, I mentioned, uh, we work with someone who's a ceramicist or makes like, uh, awesome plates and mugs. And we had a guest who was like, I love this stuff that we want to buy it. And we, you know, we went to go route the order and email the artist. He's like, I'm surfing for the next two weeks. We're like, Oh crap. Okay. We got, like then we got to go back to the guest and be like, Hey, this is probably not going to get to you. The artist is surfing, probably going to work on this in two weeks, probably wouldn't get to you for four weeks. That was an awkward conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, most of the time we're like, this is what happens when you work with individual artists. That's reality. Sometimes they're like, no, I'm, you know, I'm good or whatever. We do it with a lot of our artwork. So like we have murals in in some of our properties and um, we just, you know, it was basically my connections to the art community here for different reasons and being able to be like, how do I get some of this amazing stuff like in my properties? And Kansas City's already just just big about that. So it's like being on brand by being in Kansas city to do things like that. But whether it's art on the walls or, you know, we've just had little, kind of like little price tags, little QR codes where they can contact the art. Yeah, that's great. Um, so a little bit different model now as efficient online. Um, but just for curiosity's sake of, of, um, you know, how it could work, how to bring them to the table, obviously understand on the, maybe the custom makes, you know, um, yeah. No, that's super cool. And we'll have to talk online about even just like a few companies I have, um, not just here in KC, but that I've worked with along, you know, through the years that might be a perfect fit for you guys. That'd be yeah, fun. We, I won't... We, of the 160 or 70, we're adding some, we're adding a bunch every week. So I don't know what the final numbers right now, but uh, we have a bunch of big national brands, but we also do have like uh, these smaller boutiques and smaller critters and on the platform. And we want to help, you know, we, we get a lot of joy you know, helping them break in, you know, buy, sell into these Airbnbs and then sell to guests. So it's, it's, we just have to build, you know, we're a young company and I think we have to build better technology to interface the technology that you need to interface with the larger, more sophisticated companies is something. It's a bit easier. Candidly, you can do EDI or API and stuff like when you, when you're working with these small creators, you have to build systems that are just easier for them. Otherwise you're bugging. And so that's something we're focused on in the next phase, like making it a lot easier, but I'm, yeah, I'm much maybe, more passionate about that may, side of it. Yeah. I'll be interested just to see how it works myself as I dig in to kind of understand even just how it's connecting. Um, as someone connects through API and EDI, that makes sense to me, but even like, you know, Etsy and Amazon affiliates and those kinds of things. Um, you know, we, we do a lot of that on my end, just on the, on the podcast side or, you know, as an influencer, yeah. just linking to everything all the time. Um, okay, so let, let's, I'm sorry to derail us a little bit. I just had curiosity as a host. Well, there, okay. Right? So okay, so let's say that let's say that you get approved. Um, let's just say you get through the queue, you're approved, you're a great fit. Um, what's next? 
So then you get access to the portal where you can shop from all these brands. We basically have a Chrome extension that you go and browse on the on the actual brand's website. So like we're not like showing you, you know, West Elm's full catalog, articles full catalog, Cranberry's full. It, it'd be overwhelming. So what we do, and candidly, the brand's websites are designed to merchandise these products. They're going to do a better job of really giving you the details you need. Uh, so we send you to a Crate and Barrel, for example. And then there's a Chrome extension, a Minoan Chrome extension that'll pop up that when you land on a product you really like on Crate and Barrel's website, you click add to cart, it grabs the product information from the, from the URL and, and the screen, and then it ports that information back to your uh, Minoan ordering portal. And so you can repeat that from Crate and Barrel, Public Goods, uh, Industry West. Uh, we just uh, signed a company that's really cool called Blue Land that makes cleaning supplies, which is like an awesome uh, brand. So you can shop from all these different websites, but you're putting it all in one centralized cart. You would click request quote. Once you're like, okay, I got like nine, 10 things that I really like. You click request quote. We we do the math on, okay, what's the discount? How much will this cost in shipping? You know, because these are coming from different places sales tax. And then we return the quote and say, okay, this is like $2,000 worth of stuff through Minoan. We can get it to you for 1500 bucks. You know, shipping is going to be 150 because public goods is going to charge you 10 bucks and industry West will charge you a hundred, but you know, you're across the free shipping for these two grants, whatever. Once they click check out, okay, that quote looks good. Check out that you just sit back and relax. We route the order. We manage the support. We get all the orders delivered to to the, to the destination. We provide tracking again. It's like, instead of tracking stuff across five different websites or logins, it's just all in one place. Uh, and then we can port that into a shoppable experience so that all the stuff you purchase now is in like, you know, you think of like a templatized Shopify store where the modules are like, it's like, you know, it's like pictures of your property, pictures of your living room, pictures of your bathroom. And then all the products are sort of uh, underneath and people can click in and be like, I love this soap and shampoo. Yeah. And so that, who that's takes how the, we, who, make who takes the images. Is that like, you know, is, are those images kind of ported in by, you know, the host whenever they sign up? Yeah. Um, okay. So we would take whatever imagery, you know, whatever you're using on Airbnb. We don't, we don't, yeah, we would use that, uh, imagery. Cause we're, we're like, if this is the imagery you're using to advertise your property on Airbnb, you know, it's probably the best imagery of that. Just thinking, thinking about it like this. Okay. So like, let's say, I guess these are the challenges I was thinking of as a host was like, I have a property. Um, maybe there's like shoppable products in there already. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe I'm buying some off the site, you know, just different or different variations of that process. Um, and then being like, okay, I got more items or, you know, I want to make these shoppable. You guys added these brands. Now you added 50 more brands and now a couple of my brands are in there. Um, and they want to retroactively add things. Um, have you guys solved for that yet? Or is it? Yeah, not yet. So we um, we're working. That's the dream. I mean, uh, it's just harder. Whenever someone buys something through us, it's easy to port that information over. Got it. But we're looking at ways where someone could just in the portal be like, boom, 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 boom. You're 20 URLs. You know, would we want hosts doing item setup where it's like put in the product title, put in the, you know, the stuff that you do on Amazon? I don't know, because I don't think that's going to, I don't think they'll do it. But if they can just give us the URL and we can use the URL to grab product imagery and stuff like that, then I think it's frictionless enough. But that requires, you know, unique uh, scraping technology. And that's why, you know, smart. Obviously, leave it to me to come up with one of those that. questions. No, yeah. but I was just. My co founder, Shobit's the tech, you know, the tech side of the uh, equation. And that's what he does better than 
Anyway. No, I'm just thinking about honestly, like how do I get uh we call ours is called AKC Co abbreviation for a Kansas City company. Um, and I'm like, how do I get started? How do I get plugged in? Okay, I've already yeah. got photos. Do I need to retake photos? Um, you know, which properties would be a good fit is, you know, what we have properties running the gambit. So we have some that are kind of set up like hostels. I'm looking to buy a crash pad in, in Texas yeah. um, and, and start one there. We're about to launch another one. So I'm like, okay, that one would be a great one to start with. Right. Um, just kind of what, you know, those are the questions that come to my mind when I'm like, Ooh, how do I get it? As I'm excited, how do I get plugged in? Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, so no, those are all really helpful things. Um, and you know, it's good to refresh your photos anyway. So, you know, that's something I mean, that's, that's, on, that's on our plate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's the same thing with e-commerce, right? Like it's an abstraction, you know, in e-commerce, you're, you're representing something abstractly that's actually physically sitting in a warehouse somewhere. And so it's, um, it's the same thing with Airbnb. You're, you're doing an abstraction of, of the product. And so you're selling the imagery. The imagery is what's helping people make their purchase decision. So it's incredibly, uh. Yeah, incredibly important. So it is good, you know, good Super to refresh important. That's that. how you tell the story of the house. Like, you know. Yeah, good um, to invest in that too. Like that's, you could do it obviously with your iPhone, but that's one of those investments where I'm like, just just get, you know, if you have a good camera, use that or just pay someone to take nicer pictures because it, it makes the biggest, makes it just a big difference in bookings, you know. I think, I think we have great photos and I think that even evaluating kind of just like, you know, maybe they were taken a year ago. Um, and you just see competitors, you see people evolve, cameras get better on the iPhone 13 Pro Max, you know, yeah, like, yeah. you know, just That's everything's <laughs> getting better. Uh, you know, we have, um, I have, we've had photographers, uh, we're real estate photographers, you know, it's a little bit different. I'm seeing some of the different style and strategy come out to be more like specific to the items and real up close. And um, so we're even evaluating like, okay, what do we want our next set, you know, our next round of photos to be? Um, and on Amazon, it's, it's, I know I've been in that space 11 years and can tell oh, yeah. you 1000% how important the photography, are, the photography is. So I can only imagine, um, well, let's talk about, you know, kind of what's next for, um, knowing and, you know, how things are going right now to, to like, okay, we've got this figured out and this is kind of our roadmap for, for growth over the next couple of years. What's getting you excited? Yeah. What's getting me excited is that we're, we're doubling pretty much every three to four months. Uh, so not quite, you know, I'm not quite on the jet <laughs> zero to 80 million in 10 months. That's okay. But, that would scare the crap out of me. Yeah. Personally, yeah. So but we're growing at a really nice clip. And what gets me excited is just talking to hosts and hearing, you know, it's really validating to have hosts be like, this is great. You know, they're like, I used to track this in Google sheets and it was like all over the place. And it's so nice to just order in one place, not have to like worry about all this stuff showing up. You know, it's like, that's really validating and nice. And then we're hearing a lot of stuff from hosts. They're like, could you add, you know, could, could, could you add in like financing? Like we don't have, you know, we want to manage cash flow. Like it's expensive to invest in all these products now. You know, we have rental income coming in. Could we just break the payments out? It's like, oh, interesting. Like, you know, we, we're not going to do that, but we can go find a partner, you know, or people asking about uh, 3PLs, you know, they're like, Hey, I'm worried about porch pirates. Could I ship it to a warehouse nearby and then have one truck, you know, we'll bring everything over, you know, or, Hey, could, could we, could, could you do an integration with handy or something? You know, that's the stuff that gets us really excited. Um, and also just, you know, our vision is to be the everywhere store. So, you know, the way I see this story playing out is Minoan has 
hundreds of thousands, millions of shop of retail stores, basically of shoppable experiences all over the country. Um, and we're creating hundreds of millions, billions of very rich, intimate moments between people and products all the time. And we have no leases. You know, that's a problem with Walmart. I learned like in the store, like you got to cover those fixed costs. <laughs> that's why you got to do dollar per square foot. You're really optimizing around dollar per square foot. It's not the you're not optimizing around the customer because you have to. And so that's what I get excited about is building, you know, we believe that native, if we do a good job, hopefully people will hear the term native retail just as often as they hear e-commerce or brick and mortar. But, um, you know, we got a hell of a lot to prove. We're on like chapter two of 20,000 in this, uh, in this journey. And that's what's, you know, it's, 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 what's fun. It's also <laughs> the most intimidating. It's like, man, we, how do we get, how do we accomplish that? What, what is fun is also sort of like what gets your heart pumping, but, but I love it. I mean, this is what now, you know, early on, I didn't, I wasn't sure if I had what it takes. I'm like, man, these people really go through a lot and they just keep going. Like, it's crazy. You, know, you hear these stories of like uh, the CEO of Peloton, like, cat early exercising his 401k to like you know i'm like man that's like i don't know if i could do that stuff i don't i still don't know if i could do that but but now i'm like you know you sort of learn what you're made of once you get out there and start doing stuff you learn that you can handle a lot more than you think and i think you know i think a lot of people underestimate themselves and what they're capable of so i couldn't agree more uh one of the things that has always been a struggle for me is just setting that ceiling you know, it's, it's still up here when I think about it and then I'm there and I'm like, wow, I guess I didn't set that high enough, yeah. or, you know, and, um, the imposter syndrome is real. Everything, nothing goes away. It's just essentially your muscles, your risk tolerance, your fear tolerance, your That's courage exactly gets right. stronger. That's it. You know, the fear is still there. The, you know, you're just like, oh, I did that before. Or, well, I've won I believed in myself the last three times and it worked or, you know, I didn't work last time, but I'm still here. And, you know, that's where you just get bigger muscles, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, when you, when you get backed into a corner over and over and over again, you start to realize that there's like, there's always a way past it. There's always a way out. The um, heart of the pivot, right? Yeah. The the there's pivot. always a way to get through it. And once you get, once you see that, it's like reinforces, you're like, man, I've, uh, this is okay. I don't know how to uh, solve for this problem that's directly in front of me, but I didn't know how to solve those other 10. And now those are behind me. And so, you know, you build confidence. You're exactly right. The fear you just learn how to sort of tame it, you know, and you, you grow calluses and, it only and gets that's so why loud. entrepreneurship right. is like incredible. I think it's, it's, you know, beyond the money, uh, it, it's the personal development that comes from being in these sorts of um, environments and situations, not just for the founder, but for anyone who's part of a small, you know, company that's trying to grow. It's like, it's really, uh, I cherish it. It's incredible. And, you know, I don't want to go back. I don't think I'm, don't think I'm going back to uh, as much as I loved, you know, Walmart. I really, you know, I, I did. And Jet, I, I just, you know, once you see what this feels like, it's like hard to do it any other way. So. Dramatic pause because you need to turn those into some micro clips and make some content <laughs> with that because that was fire. That was absolute fire. Um, I'm not even joking. Uh, you know, I feel exactly the same way and I'm so thankful for entrepreneurship. I'm thankful for Amazon, I'm thankful for everything that's been yeah. a part of my journey. Um, because it's made me a better person through and through like no ifs, ands or about it. And like, I think the inspiration or like 
the competitive drive to want to win and problem solve because I'm a problem solver at the end of the day um, has been like, okay, I want to solve this problem bad enough that whether it was family finances or, you know, any number of things like this, this Amazon puzzle did a lot of other things for me. It was like, I'm going to solve this. Uh, I'm, I'm creating value while I go. I'm helping other people, um, solving problems for myself and others. But more importantly, it was like drive to fix some areas in my life that really needed attention or really needed growth, you know, and you, so you wanting to win or, um, like you're responsible for other people as you build your team, it becomes like, I'm, yeah. I'm going to get through these Andrew roadblocks, you know, um, because other people are counting on me. And it's like, you know, now you've got the vendors and you got all the businesses that are making money through Min, uh, Minoan and, you know, everything you're doing, you're like, oh, every, you know, all the hosts are winning and you're like, okay, that becomes your responsibility at a certain point to be like, let me just make this thing even oh, yeah. better for everyone. You know, um, it's, it's uh, motivating I mean, like nothing I've, else. Oh yeah. I, you know, when I started Minoan, I knew it was a risk. Like I was kind of like, I believe in it, but like, you know, good, Good businesses fail. Good entrepreneurs fail. Good entrepreneurs with good businesses still fail. Like the, you know, the, the this going out on your own, it's it's, it's super risky. Uh, but I could live with that, you know. I was like, well, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm, I, I believe in myself. I could figure it out, you know. Now, like I was more tolerant of it. Now I'm like, no, we cannot, you know, for the employees, for the hosts. Exactly. exactly. Um, you're yeah, you're absolutely right. It's like, yeah, but that's. I think that it's, it's, uh, it's good. It's good. It's a good type of pressure. You know, pressure is a privilege as Jesse Eitzler would say. And, uh, yeah, I really, uh, obviously I could get wax on poetically about <laughs> this stuff all day, but yeah, I, I, uh, every time I talk to someone who's talking about like, should I do it? Should I not? It's like, okay, well, like, what's your do financial it. situation? Like who's dependent on you? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, what's your idea? I mean, it's like, I mean, 90% of the time, 90, 95% of the time, I'm like, just do it. Because even if you fail, you won't regret it because you just yeah. like, you grow so much, you know, growth is on the other side of fear <laughs> mm-hmm. and doing something like this is like, you know, it's a, the, one of the scariest things, you know, professionally. I think, it's, it's I think also you're, uh, um, you're out in front, you know, um, you're out in front, native, native retail, right? Um you're, you're trailblazing an industry. And what I can say as someone that was like probably too early in regards to like being a service-based business, service-based business to help brands on Amazon. Now I'm positioned great. You know, everyone, everyone and their yeah. mom needs, needs help on, on Amazon for manufacturers all around the world to brands oh, yeah. of all shapes and sizes. But in the early days, you know, it was a lot harder, um, the small brands needed just as much work as the big brands. Like, you know, the, the level of work was, was whether they could afford us or not was still the same. And, um, there wasn't a lot of other people doing it. There weren't a lot of people to emulate or copy or, you know, it just feels like you're out there on an Island. So, um, I say that just to say like, you know, what you're doing is a very original and at least like here in Kansas city, uh, I haven't heard too much about it. You know, I've seen it. I see it. Like we went to, uh, dinner last night with with a client and i saw you know the paintings were for sale and different things but like you know you see some of that like but not not at this scope not at this level and i think um short-term rentals is a lot like bezos's books probably as far as a starting point for you guys oh yeah um and what you guys will be doing with restaurants where we sell you know not like the tableware and flatware but even you know like 
oh, you really like this whiskey sour? Okay, well, this is Angel's Envy whiskey. It's this type of bitters. It's this, you know, oh, yeah, you can buy all this stuff, make it at home. You know, it's any experience that happens in the real world that's a sensory experience that inspires you. You're like, I want this. I want this again. You know, and so you're absolutely right. I mean, short-term rentals, it's our testing ground. We're learning a lot. and um, But certainly we think it applies, you know, anywhere. We just really and you're selling to people that are already open-minded in regards to like, you know, creative ways to make money. So that's, that's right. great because I'm sure they're embracing the platform at that, in that yeah, level. And they give us great feedback. That's what's great. Like, you know, they, uh, they have it. no problem giving feedback. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, hosts love to talk about, uh, other people's like, you know, things to improve because I think on the host side, you just get a lot of customers telling you ways to be better all the time, you know? So it's like, I stay at another Airbnb. I'm like, so ready to just be like, here's some tips, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. wherever I'm staying, not in a, not in a <laughs> pretentious way, just in like a, a helpful, um, way, I'm, yeah. I'm a, yeah, a helpful way. I'm also a host and here's some things, you know, um, but I had one more question like around. Um, so I, this didn't make sense to me right away. And, and let's say I'm a guest and do I need to ask the host if this is viable? How do I, as a guest know that it's a viable property? Yeah, so listeners won't be able to see this, but I'll show you. So we have this nice, like these powder coated stands. Okay. That um, this says, found something you like, you know, scan this code to shop the space. And so we'll provide sort of physical uh, signage. One, you know, we don't want to NASCAR the space. We don't want price tags hanging from everything. We don't want brand. You know, it's like we want to be present, but not overwhelming. So it's this one really clear sort of call to action. And then generally, we're also including links to the shoppable experience in like pre-stay and post-stay communication. So pre-stay would be like, we put a tremendous amount of thought into each and every element of your stay. If, if you want a sneak preview of the, the things that are waiting for you, click here. And then post-stay would be like, you know, missing us already. You can take the best parts home with you. Click here. Because you love the space. sheets and now yeah. your sheets don't feel the same. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, this is incredible. We definitely have to connect. I rarely like get sold on my own podcast, but I'm sold. <laughs> so uh, this is this is going to be a lot of fun just learning with you. Um, thanks so much for sharing your story. Uh, it's one that I am excited to follow um, and am grateful to have you on the show and sharing with you so early in the process because I know it's going to be something absolutely big. Um, so we're getting it early. We're getting it early. I feel yeah, like it's we'll like, uh, again in like five years and look back. <laughs> well, you might, hopefully you last longer than 10 months at your last one. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> it was bang, bang. So, but if you, if it exits that well, then we know you're doing something great. Um, guys, thanks again to our, to our sponsors, uh, that's made this whole show possible. Um, you know, the full scale team, uh, behind the scenes and, and all the promotion we do for the show wouldn't be possible without our sponsors. So thanks again to Canva. Remember with Canva, you can work together from wherever, get on the same page as your team with seamless real-time collaboration. What we design today, explore and start designing for free at canva.com. Um, you know, uh, native retail, I think it's going to be something that we hear a lot more of um, and super excited to be introduced to it um, through you, Mark. So thanks for being on the show. We'll connect soon. Have you back on the show to recap exactly, you know, your guys's path forward. I think it's yeah. going to change drastically really, really fast. Um, so that will be a lot of fun. Perfect. Sounds good. Thanks, Drew. See you later, hustlers. Mm -hmm. 
Startup Hustle is brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time. Oh,